Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Our podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. We're here talking all things Salford. Red Devils on the show this week. Full of eggs. We've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay, mate? How's your Easter been, mate? Yeah, it's been all right, mate. Been all right. Enjoyed my time off work, and um, it's always good the Easter weekend, isn't it? For the games of rugby and that. To be honest, I've not seen all the this guy games that we're on. I've only seen the two Salford ones. I've got loads of stuff in my planner ready to ready to watch as soon as I get them. I mean, I've just watched the Super League show today, uh, sorry the Sky Sports one you know with the tries on and so I saw the, the game between Castleford and Warrington I was doing a bit of homework on Warrington for this uh, this Saturday's game and there was loads of water all over the pitch I couldn't believe they played the game but, but yeah yeah, had a good Easter mate and uh, just uh, having a brew now with a, with a little bit of Easter egg that I pinched from the kids Yeah I've been feeling eggs as well Paul it's, uh, you know, it's what Easter's all about make sure that you, you share the eggs uh, don't tell me yeah. that because he won't ask you about it but you know Certainly do, yeah. Certainly do. this week, Paul. Yeah, we've got Watto in coach's corner after both the games over East against Catalan and Leeds. We've also got interviews that you've done, Rob, with uh, Robert Lewis, Greg Johnson, Craig Kopjack, Luke Burgess, George Griffith, and Jake Babu. We've got the news. We've got a review of both our Easter matches, a preview of Warrington this upcoming Saturday, and the amateur report as well. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll start with East period and following Salford, Red Devil. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, over this period, Salford Devils win against Catalan Dragons. Their only win over this period, they got beat by Leeds. We'll talk about the Catalan game first, Paul. Victorious against Catalan Dragons, 32 points to 16. A great way to start our Easter period. Yeah, it was, Rob. It, it was a strange game, really. It was a, t- it was a tough arm wrestle in the first half. Catalan Dragons were very physical. Uh, Ian Watson seemed to change things around in the second half. We played a bit more expansive game and we scored some good tries, some super tries, really, some great backing up. Josh Wood got man of the match and uh, I gave him my man of the match on the, on my report before I'd heard that the, the club had given the man of the match. So I think a lot of people you know, thought Josh played well uh, on, on Friday, which was great to see. Jake Bibby as well scoring an ex- excellent try. But like I said there, some of those tries in that second half were superb and it was, it was a good result against Catalan. And, no, Catalan, I know the bottom of the table and they're struggling, but they've got some good players, haven't they? And, uh, you know, uh, they had a good win on Easter Monday against Huddersfield, so they, perhaps they've turned the corner now, but that was an excellent victory. Yeah, talk about the highlights, Paul. Here we are now from the Red Devils TV. Hello and welcome to the AJ Bell Stadium for this Super League clash between Sulphur Red Devils and Catalan Dragons. It's a good Friday spectacular here at the AJ Bell Stadium. I'm looking for a cracking atmosphere and a cracking win for the Salford Red Devils. 
Can't you go now? Lewis there again. Nice pass out to Evels. On to the right wing. Bibby's going. And Bibby scores in the corner. Sweet flowing hands. And Bibby doing what all best wingers do. Throwing his body off the ground in mid-air. Getting the ball down first. So there's no doubt that he's in the field of play. And that's the score that Salford Reds needed. Logan Tompkins at the play the ball Tompkins gives it to Lee Mossop flat ball to Rob Lou who finds a gap he's got Evels in support Salford and Perth Catalan wide open and Niall Evels is going down the middle to score under the post for Salford Red Devils Salford extend their lead try for Niall Evels under post it's 10-0 with a kick to come oh there's Lee can Salford find this elusive next score good from Tompkins oh great play excellent covering Ben Nakubu gets on to bro can he go he's going he can no he can pass on to it back out there to the left and Johnson's going to go Bill Dearson as thinks as he can that is the most enterprising rugby league try you could hope for so many players involved everyone caught the eye in their own particular way the support play was outstanding that's a try that could well qualify if not for the try of the week try of the season so far for the Red Devils and I hope we see that many more times Greg Johnson on the score sheet but what a team try that was Rob and he's forced back on just over halfway it's uh, Lee Mossop comes forward for Salford a good drive by him And it's uh, Logan Tompkins again. Tompkins dummies gives it to Robley inside ball to Evels. You've got runners. Gives it to. It's going to be Josh Jones under the post. And Josh Jones scores for Salford Red Devils. Great work. Great play by Salford. And a great score. And let's hope that really is the game rater because that was a quality sub try, quality support play. And Josh Jones at the end of it. But that was really impressive yet again on attack from the Red Devils. 20 metres out. Logan Tompkins. It's Rob Lewick. Gives it to Wellaraka. Gives it to Evels. Lovely hands by him. Josh, uh, Jake Bibby. Finds a gap. Making metres. Five metres out. It's uh, Wellaraka again. Drop off ball to Rob Lewick. Long ball to Evels. He's taken in. Taken. Gives it to Chris Wellham. Chris Wellham looking for space he's not going to need anybody don't think he scores Chris Wellham has scored for Salford great bowling run by him and that's the points here at the AJ Bell Stadium great score for Salford and it's been a very good Friday for us and uh, Salford have won maybe two tackles to see out here one tackle and that's that Salford victorious here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Devils 32, Callan Dragons 16. There, Paul. Plenty of good rugby in that second half from Salford and, you know, scored some good tries. Yeah, they certainly did. I, I thought the Josh Jones one uh, in particular was excellent, the, the, the break. Louis seemed to be, Robert Lewis seemed to link up really well with Nile Levels. It's a shame, obviously, we spoke about Nile's injury afterwards against Leeds, but they linked up really well. Some really good passing and Josh Jones got in the end of that break. I mean, how many pairs of hands did that go through? And then Chris Wellham, scored that try after that where he seemed to have nowhere to go near the line and got over there and it was it was a good atmosphere on on, on Good Friday excellent win excellent second half performance and you know Lama Tazi seemed to be playing the game 
a bit close to the knuckle, um, which, which is, I, in a way, I like Robert. I like that bit of biff in the game. And Catalan are a very physical side, aren't we? And we didn't let them rough us up, I thought, on Friday. We stood up to them and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good contest and a, and a well-deserved victory, I thought. Yeah, I think our forward pack was immense. We, we need, obviously, strong um, sort of battles down the middle. Obviously, the big forward, Catalan, aren't they? And I thought Salford Pack were, were pretty immense in, in, in the game against Catalan Dragons. Uh, like you said, Lamataze sailing close to the wind, but that's the way he plays the game, isn't it? He, he loves to, to put big shots in, and you know he's, he's going to get pinged the odd time, isn't he? Uh, but he has certainly put a few big hits in over the last few weeks. He certainly has. I think every every team needs somebody like that, Rob. Every team needs a sort of an enforcer, don't they? You're playing against like a Catalan. They're a big physical side, and they can dish it out. Let's let's have it right. They've got some forwards on there who can who can do their business, and you need a guy out there to start, to stand up to them, and, and we did. You know, there's been times before where, where big packs have overrun us, but we, we stood up to them and we, we showed that bit of quality and that bit of class in, in the second half. And looking at the Catalan Dragons side, it's a bit of a conundrum, really, why, why they're struggling and doing so poorly. They've got some good players, some good individual players, and for whatever reason at the moment, they're not putting things together as a team. It's more individuals, really. Tony Gigo, I think I mentioned his name quite a few times in my, uh, my videos on, on, on the weekend, but he's an excellent player. And some of the things he did was brilliant and then there were some things that he did that weren't so good so I think it's all about consistency for Catalan I felt a bit sorry for their coach Steve McNamara like I said last week he gets a lot of bad press but I think he's a decent coach and I was pleased at the result on, on Easter Monday against uh, against Huddersfield because we don't want to see see a, a team struggling and not winning any matches so it's, it's tight there at the, at the bottom of the league now and with us getting that result it's just put us that little cushion above those sides Yeah I think obviously looking at our side Josh Wood uh, in the half-back you know, position for Little John, you know, played really well, on, I thought, on Good Friday. You know, you know, him and Rob Lewis certainly had that you know, connection and uh, you know, good things to come, I think. Certainly, I thought that was Josh Wood's best performance in a solve in the sort of three, three or four years or so he's been in the, in the first team. Three, three years, I think it is, he's been in the first team. And I thought he was excellent. He got a stand innovation when he, when he came off from the, from the crowd and uh, that was great to see. That'll do him a world of good, that in his confidence and... You know, I spoke to him after the Warrington friendly and he said to me this season's pivotal he needs to perform if he's, if he's going to keep in the side and, and I think I think he meant keep himself at the club really he knows he's got to uh, he's got to make a stand now and, and be part of that first team because if you're not obviously you, you're going to find it hard to come by, by a new contract and I think he's, he's took it by the horns this season he's done really well off the field in his training he's booked up he's put the weight on he's, he's he looks fit and sharp and he's doing things right he's got a good rugby brain on him as well Josh Wood and it's great to see his progress but I was really pleased with him on Friday because I thought it was his best display and he, he fully deserved that Man of the Match performance and that Man of the Match award Yeah I'll tell you another one who thought running close Mark Flanagan as well you know does so much for the, for the, for the team kind of organising him back to play while, while the move's getting set up uh, and also you know very good creative works hard good tackler as well I think he's a key member of our of our, of our pack Oh, he certainly is, Rob. He's uh, the big link between attack and defence, Mark Flanagan. A lot of the stuff he does goes unseen. He's a, he's a clever player as well. He's a good ball handler. And, you know, I thought all the forwards stood up and were counted on, on Friday. You know, like to Lee Mossop, another excellent display from Lee Mossop and Craig Jack. They really are two big forwards, aren't they? Two big men. And you start in the game with them, they really do get you on the front foot. Robert Louis was excellent. Naya Levels as well. It was a good all-round performance. Jake Bibby, as I said before, took his try really well. 
it was good to see Chris Wellen back in there after injury. So it was a it was all round good display on on, on uh, Good Friday. Yeah, we spoke to Rob Louis, Greg Johnson, Craig Copjack after the game. So I'm joined by Craig Copjack. Good win that. Yeah, fantastic win uh, in a tough uh, Easter period. Um, no one down, one to go. Obviously, Tuck's going to take a you this Easter period, but obviously players are used to this kind of thing, aren't you? Yeah, it does, it does with every team, really. Um, good job this time, we don't have to travel to Catalan. Uh, last year we had to go over there, so... Um, yeah, it's like I say, it's um, one down, one to go. Um, Performance-wise, I thought we was outstanding today. Um, we set the platform really well, and a bit of a scrappy game, but um, you know we, we came over the top. We stuck, we stuck to our guns, and we, we, we got the win. Yeah, we played some good rugby, though. Very attractive throwing the ball about in that second half. As a player, what's that feel like in that kind of team? Oh yeah, amazing for the middle. You know, it's uh, a lot easier when we're you know playing like that. But uh, like I say, um, it's confidence as well. Um, you know, we're a must-win game really um, to get them two points, and you know, in this tough Easter period. So credit to the ball. You know, great result. Yeah, Leeds on Monday. Uh, got to be confident after that. Yeah, very confident. Um, but again, Leeds are playing really well. Uh, we've got to be, you know, very wary of them. Uh, they're they're at home as well, so it's going to be an interesting game. Cheers, big thanks to Trafford and Devon Leto. So I'm joined by the star man, Robbie. Great win that. Yeah, it was a good, good team win. Um, we needed that. Um, it's been up and down season, but just put everything you know down to our attitude there. We had a good week at training. Um, we stuck to our game plan, and even though we had Jay Wood in the halves there with me, but I thought he went well. Yeah. How did, how did that feel? Obviously, new half back partners to get used to. Oh, well, I'm used to, I'm used to um, Woody. We've been at the club for you know what like two or three years now, and I know, I know, I know how he plays, and I just tell him to be himself. You know, I just try to take more control there, um, and and then I thought our forwards were good. And and led by outside backs too, and Niall was good at the back. Yeah, played some good rugby, throwing the ball about, scored some good tries. Great way to start Easter. Yeah, it is. Um, that's all we want, you know. That's what Salford's known for. We play good footy, and we just got to get back to you know playing confident footy. And with that game plan, we stuck to it. Um, it's going to be tough on Monday against uh, Leeds, but we're looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, talking about Leeds, obviously two days of you know preparation and recovery, and um, but got a little forward after that performance. Going to be good. Yeah, well, we can go in confidence, you know, um, after a good win. We can go, um, you know, to Leeds, confidence, like, worry about ourselves, you know, get, in, get there, you know, get in the grind, play good footy. It's all it's all mentally after a short turnaround. It's just whoever prepares well and, um, yeah, recover well. Cheers. Big thanks to talk to us in Devil Detail. Oh, thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. So I'm joined by Greg Johnson. Good win, that. Yeah, yeah, good win. I'm one with the leaders from last week, so back on the winning board and uh, we're making our way up the table. Obviously throwing the ball about as well. Um, Je- uh, Josh Wood and Rob Lewis pulling the strings, yeah. you know, feeding people like yourself on the outside, getting plenty of ball. Yeah, that's it, mate. Always good to uh, get on the scoreboard there. And when we play with the ball in hand, we look um, uh, threatening. We're making a lot of breaks, breaking them down a lot. So, yeah, it's good rugby. Yeah, obviously on Monday, uh, what's the plan for party recovery, is it? You know, next couple of days? Yeah, recovery process and uh, make sure we make our body right. That's the main thing now because it's a short turnaround. We're all a bit bad and that's a good knock in the game. So we've got to do the right things throughout the weekend to so make sure we're fresh from Monday. Yeah, as well as Easter, you know, Wolves fans love that two games in, in two days. What's it like as a player, obviously? Is it a bit of a tough battle? Yeah, it's a tough battle. It's a bit of madness, really, because he said he saw after the rugby game for a couple of days. So we've got to do extra... Everything could do extra now to make sure that we squeak it clean and make sure our bodies are right for wonder. Cheers, big thanks to talk to us in the Devil Detail. Johnson and Craig Cop Jack talking after the victory against Catalan Dragons, Paul. And uh, obviously, two games in, in three days um, for, for Salford. You know, it's going to be a tough ask looking forward to Leeds, won't it? 
Yeah, Easter's always a, a pretty tough tough time. Robin leads lead away is a, a tough game at the best of times, but to go there on Easter Monday was uh, going to be going to be a difficult ask. Um, yeah, like I said, two games in a short space of time. It's, it's what it takes out of the bodies, isn't it? You've got to, like Ian Watson says on Friday, you know, you've got Saturday, Sunday there. They're probably not going to be doing loads of training. I think it was a rehab and then maybe a day off, and then like I think they were doing a captain's run on the Sunday and just just light training keep them ticking over yeah they went to total fitness in Waterloo for a swim after the game Paul and like you said it's, it's all about you know recovery in it in over the Easter period and you know I'm sure the boys you know took, took a lot out of that uh, you know in three days trying to you know get the bodies right for, for Leeds um, we spoke to Ian Watson after the Catalan win uh, and this is what he had to say Ian Watson joins me after yeah. a, a good Friday good victory very yeah. physical game Ian yeah we knew that was going to happen from Catalan we, we spoke all week about how their middles have been laying a really good platform for them and been a real good challenge for most teams to be fair and if anything they probably battered Hulls back again last week but they didn't. They obviously tailed off at the back end and to be fair we, we're true to kind of form really we've done our job in that first spell here and then got the rewards at the back end of the game did you feel like at our time you were getting sucked into a, yes. into that middle battle because we got that 12-0 lead and you said something to them players at our yeah. time because yeah. the second half was a totally different approach wasn't it yeah we we just we started going a little bit soft in that area um, we'd not really identified what they were doing as a defensive line um, whereas I think very early we'd moved them and we played kind of the right way um, they can then widened up and then us trying to play around them wasn't going to work so you, at that point you should have done some of the tough stuff and I think second half we did that then started going real direct on the back end when Lama came and started going direct Moose started going direct and then we started getting the offloads in the second phase and then we could start to play we just we fell away from trying to earn it in that small section from there some of that support play in the second half was fantastic really Josh Wood I mean yeah. I mentioned him in the, the press conference there how impressed he with Josh you moved him round today yeah. is, is all round great for, for me I think he's the most improved player in the squad yeah look, he's doing great Josh and the thing for him is just to keep, keep continuing on that vein and form what he's riding at the moment now with all young lads you get that where they'll form really well and have that little bit of dip it's for us to kind of look after him and um, treat him the right way as well and make sure that we can hopefully continue his form for as long as we possibly can where do you see Josh's future hooker, yeah. strummer well, before, before today it was probably always a nine he's forward yeah. as well possibly yeah. he's, what's, he's, he's either a nine or a half Josh he, he, he gives us real good options that he can play them both very very well his, his nine play is dangerous because he's quick out of dummy half and he can make breaks around there as well and he can get on any kind of offloads he's also an excellent yeah. defender isn't he brilliant defender mate and that's, the, that's probably one of the biggest pleasing things for me is that he can defend if you think about Chris Brining he hits through people same as Josh Wood he hits through people as well I see Josh Jones get on the score sheet for me that was a, a tremendous try but then Chris Wellham scored from what seemed an impossible situation there. and now did he get over to score that time but Robert Lewis yes. said, like, said he, about his goal kicking yep. practice makes perfect yeah, how's he been doing in training because he was good today yeah alright he's, he's, he's been practicing a, a fair few over the last couple of weeks as well but the good thing is he's practicing and he's doing it after every session he's staying behind and he's doing a lot of um, extra stuff at the moment it's like the old fashioned sort of toe ended kicker as well he sort of toe pecks him over doesn't he yeah, yeah. as long as it gets over yeah, that's all don't worry about your style as long as it goes no. through yeah. how's the squad looking for Monday obviously it's a short turnaround now Leeds on Monday yeah alright at the moment so we'll see what the fallout is in the next couple of days it's not not today or tonight it'll be tomorrow and the day after that people start pulling up so and with a physical battle out against Catalan you'll expect a couple to be what sore. do you do Saturday Sunday now is it recovery no training really? yeah we're going to recover tonight um, so we can give them a day off so hopefully with us playing so early today it gives us a little bit longer to recover yep. hopefully 
it'll give the guys a decent sleep tonight as well because normally if you play late your adrenaline's still running you don't sleep so hopefully the guys will get a decent sleep with us kicking off so early yeah. and that was one of the points of playing so early today um, to help with um, a little bit of the recovery and then hopefully by the time we come to Monday we'll be pretty good Sunday they'll do a, like a captain's run but a light yep. session really yep. on feet and you've got a new signing Jake Sharks on yep. loan will he be featuring on Monday um, every likelihood that he might be able to he looks an exciting prospect as well doesn't he Mate, he was a gun player um, a couple of years ago at Wigan and he's played a lot of nine and a lot of half back as well for Wigan in there was it 2016 when they mm -hmm. went to the grand final they just missed out yeah. on the grand final selection yeah. to be fair and he was coming up as kind of the, the hot prospect as well so for us to get him in as well we can kind of help him and he can help us kickstart as well I suppose it puts pressure on uh, Jack Littlejohn and Robert Lewis to perform which is what you want on yeah. your competition for places yeah, since we've lost gas we've kind of not had that kind of competition in the arse as well and I don't like people feeling kind of too comfortable on that you, you, you're better when you're being tested and being challenged as well and that's what we wanted to do and bringing somebody of the quality of Jake in adds to us as a group certainly will the lads like Daniel Murray Gavin Benyon will they be brought in on uh, on Monday well, they'll come into the squad um, we'll see whether they'll play um, the luxury is we've got some good middles here we've sat on the sidelines we've got Ryan Lannan George Griffin so Daniel Murray Gav Benyon people are so we've got players who can step in here and perform as well the one thing we need to do is make sure that we keep pretty fresh as well are we still looking at more players coming in yes. and you've got players on the, yeah. on your yeah. radar at the moment yeah we just like I say we just have to be patient we are speaking to definitely one at the moment it's a difficult time at Easter I suppose because yeah. clubs aren't going to let players go because they, they need to assess their situation if they get a few injuries they're going to need those players out I think that was the pleasing one with Jake I think Wigan have been great with us uh, Sean Mayne and um, Chris Blinsky um, really kind of helped us out on that one by bringing Jake in because um, you obviously want to make sure you protect your team and have players who are, are ready yeah. to be able to play and we need to make sure we've got food today healthy which we have done hopefully um, but Jake gives us that kind of security that if somebody did go down injured we've got somebody there who can step in and somebody of quality as well Leeds away on Monday doesn't yeah. get any easy after a big win like that you've got a tough game yeah. at Leeds on Monday how do you approach that game now is it like you said to me the other week, you don't target any games you go in every game yeah, to win them, don't win. you yeah. yeah we go to win uh, doesn't matter which personnel or which players kind of go out there we go to win with the mental I'm more than confident in our squad obviously we're, we're a small squad and we're not a big squad but I'm confident in our squad that we can do the job at wherever we're going to play. You don't really need reminding of our record at Leeds. I mean, it gets mentioned no, every year, doesn't yeah. it? So we'll well, be going there to, to win the game. Yeah, it's there to be broke. Um, for me, records are there to be broke. They're not just to be worried about or be scared of. It's to be excited about and be a challenge to go there and try and turn it around. That's great to hear, Ian. Best of luck on Monday and enjoy the next few days resting. No Thanks, mate. Talking to you, Paul, after the victory against Catalan Dragons. And obviously, you know, this is the part of the Easter period where him and his coaching staff earn the corn, you know, preparing the players for that. You know, next game against Leeds. Yeah, certainly, is, certainly is. Like I said before, it's always a obviously a difficult time, and it's sort of. I suppose it's hard balancing things in it, and it, it knocks you off your off your weekly habits that they have. You know, with training and in rehab and what they do, the captains run and things like that. When you, and you've got that get those games in such a short space of time, you've got to jig things around, haven't you? And it's a lot more sort of squeezing things in and a bit of a rush. But uh, but yeah, Ian Watson was very pleased with the performance on, on Good Friday, especially that second half, and you know guys like Josh Wood did an excellent job Nia Levels as we said before he was uh, very pleased and he gave a big shout out to the forwards as well I know he thought he's packed it uh, ever so well on that game I suppose obviously looking uh, down the fixture list he's going to be looking at that cat this Catalan game as being a, a, a must win with the fixtures to come and obviously getting the result could be a big boot, confidence boost for everybody yeah it certainly is I mean I think you can't target any games in Super League Rob can you they're all they're all tough games I mean whether you're playing sides at the top of the table or sides at, towards the bottom of the table everybody's fighting for points aren't they you know to finish in that top eight and, and stay out of that, that bottom four 
but Catalan Dragons are struggling and we've played them three times this season and we should be targeting those games I don't like saying targeting games but you've got to be looking at those games as your bread and butter games really haven't you um, especially your home games as we've said before about making the AJ Bella Fortress if we can win our home games and Nick wins away from home we should be safe and uh, nicely in that top 8 yeah big thanks for everyone who gave us three word match reports man the match Chris and Janet Shenton uh, took some hits uh, their man of the match is Josh Wood um, Richard Lowe uh, discipline almost cost us his man of the match was Wood um, Graham Jones stood strong today his man of the match was Josh Wood Colin Wilson much needed win his man of the match was Josh Wood so Josh Wood picking up all the plaudits this week yeah certainly and deservedly so he, he's really stood out he, like I said before that um, standing ovation he got was quite emotional I thought when he came off it was excellent that. and to see a young lad who's come through the system and made a lot of progress as well Josh Wood you know he it took him a while to find his feet. He was a bit green when he first come through, but he has. He's come on leaps and bounds this season and works really hard as well. And uh, you know, he's a really nice lad off the pitch as well. We spoke to him a few times. Really grounded lad, and uh, I was very, very pleased with him on Friday. Yeah, Bob, uh, Chairman Bob Salford defeat headhunters, and his man of the match was Josh Wood. Uh, Colin Reynolds head hunting frogs, and his man of the match was uh, Josh Wood again. Paul Hume always felt confident. His man of the match was Josh Wood. Uh, and Duncan or Duncan uh, would said Louis and Wood were his uh, were their star uh, performers and Mike Woodbridge calmed down Tazzy and um, his man that watched Josh Wood. I think there was a lot of you know after you know shots after the ball and Rob Louis took a lot from the Catalan Dragons forwards. Uh, but that, you know he came back from it though and he kept attacking the line and that's that's a good sign. Yeah, he's part. A lot of that's part and parcel of the game. You know, there's people wincing behind me in the crowd on uh, on Friday, and sometimes you think, you know, what we what we're watching these days? It's not TIG rugby, is it? I mean, nobody wants to see people attacking people's heads, but you know, kick kickers. But a lot of lads when they're going to to charge a kick down, or they committed, aren't they? They're not going there just to tech somebody out. So you know, the 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 halfback kicking the ball, the whoever's kicking the ball, you've got to be got to be ready for that, aren't you? People are going to try and. Uh, try and soften you up and uh, when they committed to tackling you it's very difficult to pull out in that situation but uh, we know Catalan were very physical as well like we said before about Lama Taza he was physical and it's been good to see he's mixed it up this season and there was I think there was a hit that he did on Sam Mower you could have you could hear that in in the crowd he absolutely smashed Sam Mower and you know Sam's a, a big bloke as well but, uh, but yeah we needed that we needed a physical approach in the falls otherwise Catalan probably would have turned us over yeah like I said, the, the, it was a forward battle and, you know, our, our forwards came out on top, I thought. Um, obviously, now looking forward to the Leeds game on Bank on the Monday, we were defeated uh, 20 points to nil there, Paul. Um, Leeds Rhinos at home are, are a very, you know, tough team. We only won there, like, three times since when it was Jesus was a lad, so it was it was a while. Um, it's not a result, not a game we usually win, um, but it was disappointing for me. Very disappointing, Rob. To to get nilled in any sort of game is disappointing. Um, and we was nilled there a few years ago. We scored two points there. I think was it last season or the season before? I've not checked my scorebook. I'm sure it was last season. So we've we've come up with it and we got beat seventy points to six three years ago. I think in 2015. So we've had some real hidings at that ground. And to not score a point and not score a try is is poor. And we didn't score a try at St. Helens, so that's two games this season away from home where we've not scored. We, we scored eight points at Castleford. You can't go to grounds or go to fixtures and score less than ten points and expect to win the game. That's three times this season now, and it's—I didn't think it was good enough, Rob. I didn't think that performance. I, I don't. I'm not questioning the effort of the players, but 
you've got to be performing better than that. And for me, Leeds were there for the taking on Monday. They they had players out. We listened to Brian McDermott at the end of the game, and he had his five biggest forwards out uh, from that game. And, and what did we do? We went and rested Kopjak, Lee Mossop, and Matt Flanagan. And I know sometimes Ian Watson said you've got to look at the bigger picture and we play Warrington this Saturday, but to me there's no time like the present. If Leeds have got problems, you go there and, and you try and get the result. And It's all well and good if we beat Warrington on on, uh, on Saturday, but if we don't, I think we've, we've, we've missed the boat there a bit in that Leeds game. It was, it was disappointing, Rob. It was a disappointing flat display. There was, there was a lot of effort there, but not a lot of execution. Yeah, I think they lacked a bit of creation, lacked a bit of zip. Um, we had we built pressure because a lot they talk about you know building pressure, don't they? And you know getting yeah. back to bat sets, and you know we, we had four sets, in, didn't we, on their on their line at one point, and it, uh, none of that point did they look like they were going to score, and that was that's the concerning thing for me. Um, how that mm. changes, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm you're hoping that you know the you know Rob Louis or Josh Wood or Little John or you know um, Matt Fanning comes back into the fold, somebody makes something happen. It, big moments like that, and, and we score, you know, big points, and ju- we just need that bit of magic sprinkling over this team that, that does graft. Yeah, it certainly does. It, it works out. It was good. Daniel Murray came in, Ryan Lannan came in, and they, you know, he watched in a press conference after the game and in our interview. He's very pleased with the two young lads. He'd worked really hard, and they did. You couldn't question the effort, but the execution was poor. The creativity was poor. We never really looked like scoring. I think there was an opportunity for Jake Bibby in the first half. He was tackled in touch, which was a, was a tough one. And Jake, it was an hard, hard finish. In the second half, uh, Junior Sal came close. Logan Tompkins came close. And, and that was about it, really. We never really, really threatened. And like you said there about the four, it was at least four sets of six because there was two penalties on the trot. One that were, you know, back-to-back as well in that, that sequence. I think that was when, when Logan came close. And it was... It was very flat. You could read what was what was going to, going to happen. You know, the Leeds Leeds defenders had us in our, in in their pockets. Really, they knew where where the attack was going to come. It was a lot of one man stuff. Last tackle kick was poor, and you know we were stood behind that goal there and behind the sticks there, and you could you could see we weren't going to score if you'd have played till ten o'clock. It, it was one of those days, wasn't it? And um, it, it was. It was disappointing because for large parts of the game, we defended really really well. We conceded an early try to to Briscoe. Then Niall Levels came up with a with a mistake. I'm not having a go at Niall because he's been excellent this season. He's allowed to make the odd mistake, and it was it was a bit of a bit of a howler, but that led to Leeds' second try. And then Leeds didn't score again. I don't think until the last minute when Josh Walters went over. It was massive parts of that game, probably about an hour of that game where we we kept Leeds out, apart from a penalty goal. So there was effort there. It was just. It's just that point scoring that's becoming a bit of a worry for me. Like I said before about the the Cass away game, the Saints away game. You know, we only scored what was it, twelve points at Wakefield. So our point scoring has has been a bit poor this season, especially away from home. I think injuries didn't help. Well, Nia Levels went off injured, didn't he? So that, that was yeah, that was that was um, that was unsettling for us really because yeah. Robert Louis moved to to full back then, so you, you lost a bit of an attacking threat with with Robert Louis, and it's a shame for Nia because I think he was sort of knocked knocked out cold, so he, he'll miss the game on on Saturday now against against uh, Warrington. So Ian Watson's gonna. After shuffle his, his team round there and, and decide who he wants to play at fullback on on Saturday. Yeah, obviously, like you said, it was disappointing. Um, but, but like like we talked about, you know, in this in this bit, you know, if we turn up turn up at Warrington and we and we put in a big performance on 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 Saturday and the players are all firing and we and we end up winning the game, you know, then this this you know performance at Leeds is all forgot about, especially with Huddersfield next week after that. 
you know, the win there as well, that two on the spin, and we're on a roll again. I like your uh, confidence, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting on a roll. Yeah, that Leeds game be disappointing. I think sometimes uh, it's more disappointing when you lose at Leeds because of the record there. I mean, every year as a supporter, you go there, don't you? Desperately after the after the winter, so you can say, "Oh, I, I was there when they when they won at Edinburgh." So uh, at least it's like the Holy Grail going there. But yeah, that game's gone. No, let's not let's not dwell on it. Yeah, I was really disappointed on on uh, Monday, but. That's gone now. We've got a big game against Warrington on, on Saturday. You know, Saturday games, I really enjoy Saturday games. I think it'd be a great atmosphere. Warrington's not too far away and it'd become sort of our our derby game, if, if you like, against them. So uh, the, there'll be no Ben Murdoch Masilla, I believe. I believe he's, he's injured and will be out for a week or two. So he's missing, which is a shame, really. I would have liked to see him, Ben. Uh, I know a lot of supporters will probably disagree with me, but I'd have liked to have seen Ben in, in their side. It adds to the spice of the game. But, but yeah, disappointing against Leeds, but we've just got to hope we can we can turn things around this weekend yeah we spoke to Luke Burgess uh, George Griffin and Jake Bibby after the game and this is what they have to say so I'm joined by Luke Burgess second game over Easter tough battle that uh, yeah it's, it was um, tough Leeds came out and started the game well um, obviously it's disappointing because I thought we had a good performance against Catalans and it would have been nice to back that one up with another win um, against Leeds but not to be so back to it and the good thing about Easter is short turnarounds we get to go again on Saturday Is that a good thing for you as a player obviously three games in, in a week really? Um, oh, probably better when I were a bit younger yeah. but um, no it's alright I mean we, we'll get through this period and then we'll, we'll reassess from there and do what we need to do recovery wise so um, it's probably not ideal but that's just how it is everyone has to do it so um, just get on with it yeah Warrington on, on Saturday uh, big game that you know local derby for us yeah Matt yeah we need we need to we're desperate for a win again so um, back at home they need, need some need two points cheers big thanks to our shows in the demo detail yeah. cheers mate cheers mate thanks very much so I'm joined by Jake Bibby. Yeah. Tough defeat that second game over the Easter period. It's a tough condition to play in. Yeah, definitely. Especially in weather. It never helps us one bit, but we'd hurt ourselves, I think. But giving penalties, no, we'd had a chances. Like I had a chance, but to be fair, he did. It was a good tackle, that, but we need to tackle. Uh, hopefully, we can just crack on next weekend. Obviously, you're going to learn from that, though, yeah. honestly, going to a place like Leeds against yeah. the top side. Learn from experience. You like this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Gives me games. Hang is older. Young lads like me, Daniel Murray, Woody, playing in a different position, half-back, which I reckon he played really well last week. Landon's come back in there. He's playing well, so we'll learn from this, and then hopefully we get him back at ours next time. Obviously, one and two not yeah. on Saturday out. Yeah, you know, a big game for us fans. Up for that? Yeah, definitely. I think every every time we play against Warrington, we turn up, so hopefully next week we get that big W. Cheers. Big thanks, thanks to us in the demo detail. Thanks a lot. So I'm joined by George Griffin. Tough defeat that ball. Obviously, second game in the Easter period. You weren't tired. Uh, yeah, mate. Um, it was a tough game. You know, obviously the weather played a massive part in, in sort of how we can. But um, you know, the boys dug deeper. So it's always tough to come around this, this second game over Easter. And you know, it was my first game. But um, some of the boys, you know, to put in 80 minutes performance again. Logues thought he was outstanding in the middle. Just um, weather played a part, and then our errors did it for us. How, how do you find that? Obviously, because you've been, you know, not played for like the last few weeks, and then coming straight into a high intensity game like against Leeds, was it tough? 
Uh, oh yeah, I gave rugby up for Lent for a month, I reckon. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it was it's it good to get a run out and, and um, you know put the boots on again. It's a bit dusty at the start, but I haven't played for a while, so that's understandable. But yeah, it was it was it was a tough game. It's always tough here, and and you know like weather, we just turned it into a forwards battle, and you know they got over the top of us in the end. Yeah, Warrington on Saturday, big game for us, fan derby day. Uh, up for that? Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, if I get selected, I'll be buzzing for that. But um, you know it's at home, so hopefully get a good crowd and, and get a win over them. Cheers, big thanks to us and the devil. George Griffin and Jake Bibby um, after the game against Leeds, and I'm sure you know the boys after them two games in quick succession will be you know grateful for the rest. Yeah, they certainly will. They certainly will. I don't think there'll be tons and tons of training this week, will there, Roberts? Um, people are saying the media don't they about this this game after the Easter period, you know, the following game, the third game in ten days or whatever it is, is always the one that that catches up on the players. So I'm sure Ian Watson will. Have, Given plenty of rest time this week and, and rehab. I know they went straight to um, was it total fitness in Walton after the after the Catalan game on Good Friday for you know a bit of swimming and a bit of um, what do they call it cooling down and relaxing sort of thing. So so yeah, it's, it's about preparing your body now, isn't it? You know this day and age now of the, the modern game. Well, about preparing our body after a weekend of eating chocolate eggs. Probably the same kind of thing, really. I've not heard that many. <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Helen, yeah. Helen Bonnet, is it? Oh, yeah, get it on the lock and key. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, after the game against Leeds, uh, you spoke to Ian Watson, and this is what he had to say. Thank you, Ian Watson, for joining me after that defeat. How do you sum that up? I know it's in the lane. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most disappointing yeah. kind of part of it, really. That we've kind of not managed to break the whitewash a little bit. Um, Effort was there, effort was outstanding to be fair in large parts. Um, I just think what we did was when we got in good ball situations, we didn't complete enough sets in them kind of conditions. You've got to complete, keep asking questions, keep asking questions and kick well on the back end of it. If you look at Lee's last try, it came because they had four or five sets on our goal line, completed all of them, then kicked well, got repeat sets all the time. And then eventually you got one of our middles who was fatigued, not filling in and they score a try. And that was kind of the game today is what it kind of needed to be. We probably just needed to attack it and be a bit more aggressive with it at the beginning of the game, really. The two tries in the first half come off mistakes, yeah. didn't they? And how yeah. frustrating is that for you? Because the mistakes really we probably... Yeah, but now doesn't normally no. drop high balls, to be fair. Um, I think he's been taught up of how well he's kind of been doing under them. So him dropping one and losing one and then it costing you six points straight away. We could have we could have had a better kick pressure on the kicker, but like I say, now doesn't normally drop them. So it, it's just down to an error. The first one where we concede with an error coming out of yardage from the knock-on as well, a simple knock-on, which is these conditions, making sure you secure the ball. And then um, just a little bit of positioning, really, from Darrell. And like I say, he's learning at the moment. I thought his overall game, I thought he carried really strong, to be fair. But that just little bit of positioning is what we've been working on with Darrell and against a top team like Callum Watkins and Briscoe on that edge. Um, they've caught him. Leeds defended well today. I was impressed with their defence. Yeah. One, the Jake Bibby went really close in yeah. the first half. There, perhaps a try there could have. Yeah, I think they changed the game, but yeah. it would have been on the board. But well, they're the little bits that yeah. change it. You get one, you get two. Um, I think Leeds, they're known for working real hard defensively and scrambling really hard. So you've got to work hard, or you've got to be patient and build pressure on them. We just didn't build enough pressure. And then when we did get in good ball situations, I know we got a few penalties because they were given a lot of penalties for holding holding on near the try line. But then we bombed them. We bombed that one with Jake. Um, there was one in the second half where 
a long flat ball and we put it down, we knock on. Um, so there's, there's little bits of things where we're just simple things where we just need to tidy up really. Quite a few of the experienced pack members were out today. Yep. You must be impressed with Daniel Murray and Ryan Lannan both came in. Yep. I think that's both their first games of the season for Salford, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And how pleased were you with the effort they put in? Yeah, no, they were great. I thought um, Ryan Lannan was outstanding. He was all over the place. He was barking at people as well, telling them where they needed to be and what they needed to be doing as well. So that was really pleasing for Lannan because he's been one of them that we've wanted to try and get in, but with the form of the middles, he's not been able to kind of come in really. So he's had to wait for his opportunity. And I thought today he's kind of took his opportunity. Really. Another frustrating point in the game is losing Nile levels. Yeah, I don't really want to ask you how Nile is because you probably don't know it. He's still assessing him. Oh, we failed I've, his head test, though, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I've just been and spoke to him there. He was clean out, right. um, so he was clean concussed. Um, that doesn't help your attack. So he'll as miss, well. believe yeah. miss next week now automatically. Oh, or? Saturday game, what Monday? Oh, yeah, potentially six yeah. days um, turn around. Yeah, so we need to. So you had to back. switch Robert Lewis to, to full back today. So that that yeah. disrupted you but as well, I suppose, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, it does. It kind of. Well, blunt your attack really when you've trained in certain ways. So it's, it's we're going to have to do a little bit of a attack in training this week to kind of make sure that everybody knows their kind of role, so everyone's yeah, on, yeah. on par if Niles out. So possibly people will have to be shuffled around. That leads on to my next question, really. Jake Shorrocks from Wigan on loan. Yep. He was in the 19-man squad today. He now could potentially get that chance next Saturday, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, potentially. There's a, like I say, we're only a small squad, so it's important that we get the right kind of guys guys in with us. Um, Jake's added to us. He trained with us yesterday, but other than that, he's done nothing with us regards training, so he just needs to learn like, the calls and... There's this has come at a bad time really losing Gareth O'Brien because you've lost nine levels now he'd yep. be the ready-made replacement so you're working hard there on other signings coming in I believe you're yeah. speaking to somebody at the moment are you? yeah we are but it's got to be balanced out with yeah. the, we have a small as well as a small squad we have a small salary cap dispensation yeah. as well um, obviously that's because we don't bring enough income into the to the club um, so we have to be smart from both sides from a team point of view and from a club point of view as well and to bring players in you need to have an income as well because you can't just go and break the salary cap or you end up with points deduction on the back end of it as well. So yeah, we are looking at bringing players in um, and looking forward positively on the back of that. But again, everything's got to be balanced out. I think there was, a, there was a stage in that second half where we seemed to be getting on top. We had a couple of sets of six. Well, yeah. quite a few, weren't quite, quite a yeah. lot of ball. How did you feel that? But we, we, I know we said Leeds defended well. Have you any concerns on our attack? How we struggle to break oh, them down? Or Leeds, Leeds are known for how well they kind of defend. Is it a work in progress our attack? Because we yeah. keep saying about Louis and Little John, don't we? Yeah, it's, it's, it's building little combinations and things, and sometimes being a little bit smart. If you look today on their right edge, um, they had four. We got to a post a couple of times. They had four defenders against our attack. We should have played on that, but we kept sending the ball right to Rob Lewis because um, he's the more dominant one, and obviously he's a threat for them. So they were sending their extra defenders over to that left edge of theirs our right edge which means obviously it's easier to defend there so what we've got to do then is be smart look up and attack that area and that just takes time and education with younger players as well so it's just about us being a little bit smarter Warrington up next on Saturday yeah. they seem to be in form at the right time I believe they've won at Castleford, Castleford today. I didn't want to tell you the score in case you wanted to see the highlights later anything, oh, no. but I believe they've won at Castleford so they're on form aren't they at the moment yeah they seem to be just turning the corner of getting yeah. some wins as well but we played them in pre-season friendly there like I say I don't worry about um, going playing teams so I know how good our team can be and especially at home we seem to be performing yeah. really well, well your home games are massive here I think this year more than anything with kind of all the changes we've had within the team and within the club it's important that this year that we kind of nail our home games really how do you prepare this week now is it 
training, but oh, is it oh, more rest and yeah, there's a bits of both, mate. To be fair, there's going to be kind of a lot of recovery in there, and training is probably going to be kept to kind of a minimum again. But it just we need to be kind of short and sharp and pretty intense with what we're trying to ask of the players, so they know what their job is when they go out there at weekend. Well, commiserations today, Ian. Best of luck against Warrington on Saturday, mate. Of course, mate. Well, that was Ian Watson talking to you, Paul, after the game against Leeds Rhinos, and obviously disappointed with the result, but he did take the positives from the game. Yeah, he did. He was pleased with the performances from Daniel Murray and Ryan Lannan making their first uh, appearance of the season. And to go to Edinley after after play there when you've not played all season, it's a tough place to go. Big crowd behind you, and 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 I thought they did did it okay. And the effort was there for it. it was just the execution. And Ian Watson knows that, and I think he might change things round this week. And don't forget, we've got young Jake Shorts who's coming from Wigan on a month's loan, and he's been at the club a week or so, now, aren't he? So. Uh, I think you might see him appearing in the, in the side on on Saturday against Warrington, and whether Ian mixes things up, I think he'll have to do now. Now it won't be with the nine levels injury, so it'll be interesting to see his selection on uh, on Saturday. But Ian was as disappointed as anybody really was not scoring a point. I think that's the the main the main focus. That was the disappointing factor. Yeah, obviously looking at the East period as a whole, Paul, success or or, or failure or bit in the middle. I think he's a bit in the middle, really. Rob, good result on Good Friday and poor result on on Monday against Leeds. There's not many sides that actually win two games over Easter, and you know there's the sides who have who lost two games as well. So we we picked up two points. We we won our home game. Did people expect us to win at Leeds? Not so sure, really, whether they did. So um, you know we've got result against Catalan. You know we've got a big game against Warrington now coming up, and it's important that we uh, get back on the horse and beat Warrington. Yeah, so before we talk about the Warrington game, we're going to see what all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. Gentlemen, the detail news. The big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Salford have signed Jake Shorrocks from Wigan Paul, the young halfback um, on a month's loan. Um, a good move to give the club a. Uh, you no know, competition in the halves. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, he seems a good lad, Jake. He had a, I think he had a bad injury last season, so he missed quite a chunk of the season. But he played around a dozen times for Wigan. Um, I think he came close to playing the grand final for them a couple of years ago as well. And he's spent some time on loan at Swindon, so he comes with good pedigree, Rob. He's a good youngster. I know Sean Wayne thinks uh, very highly of him, so he'll be coming to Salford to. Not only bust a gut for us, but I think to, to show people at Wigan that he's, he's the real deal and he deserves a chance there. So I think he's, for all parties, it's, it's a good move, really. And, you know, uh, hats off to Wigan for letting him join us. Is, is a month long enough, Paul, for him to have a, you know, have a look at us and us to have a look at him? Well, I think it's an initial month loan, isn't it, Rob? What you tend to find with these loans is, you know, the, the guys will stay, won't they, for, for another month. Daniel Murray spent quite a bit of time at Halifax and he spent a lot of time on loan out last season and they were always for an initial month or so and then they can add another month on, can't they? So I, I would have thought that Jake will probably extend that. But um, it's like anything, get your first month out of the way and then see how things are going. He, he might not fancy it or I don't know. I, I don't really know the ins and outs of loan moves, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if things are going well, that, that move could be extended to another month. Yeah, he also kicks goals as well, which is important. Obviously, at the moment, we've got Rob Louie and, and sort of Jack Littlejohn, who, who kind of can kick goals. Uh, an extra option for that, you know, is, is always good. Yeah, certainly. And don't forget, we've had some good youngsters from Wigan over the years, haven't we? 
not going to name him. Well, there's been plenty. We got remember us getting a half back from Wigan called Steve Blakely, who only played a game or so for them, and he turned out to be all right for us in the end. You know, guys like Scott Naylor, they were all at Wigan, weren't they? And uh, you know, people in the in the past few years as well that we've had, you know, Daryl Goulding. Some of the names escape me at the moment. We haven't got Oliver Gildart on loan for a couple of games. He was decent. So you know, guys that are coming from Wigan usually have good pedigree, Rob, don't they? They've come through a good system there and they're usually quality youngsters. And I'm pretty sure that Jake's going to be that as well. And he's going to provide, like you say, competition for places in the halfback roles, which is what we've not really got a lot of competition there at the moment. We've got Robert Louis and Jack Little John. And I know Josh Wood's been filling in there at the moment. Is Josh Wood a seven or a nine? Don't think Ian Watson's quite sure about that at the moment. He knows he can play really well in both positions. But with his missing Chris Brining at hooker as well, Josh has got to fill in there and help out Logan Tompkins. So I think it's, a, it's an excellent signing. And I think Jake can play um, hooker as well. So he's coming in there and can give us some more options. And I think that's what Ian was looking at. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, it gives us options. Um a month is, is you know, it's a good time like you say to be able to be able to increase the you know the the time if if he wants to, to stay. Um yeah, and like you said, it's just a matter of, of him hopefully, you know, fitting into our system and into our squad and who knows, we could be looking at the next uh Steve Blake for five years down the line. Yeah, you never know. Luke Robinson was another one we got from Wigan, wasn't it? Um, after he spent time on loan I think he was at Castleford one he spent time on loan there and we, we eventually got him in the end and yeah these guys have never really let us down I can't think of many bad signs we've had from, from Wigan I'm sure somebody can correct me and probably say there has been but no they're usually quality players they've got a quality youth system there haven't they and I don't think he'll let us down I think he'll do a good job yeah I think obviously talking about youth system we don't have one but um, obviously we go out and we, we try and attract these young kids to come into our club Jake Shorrocks is, is, is one of them one of them kids who aren't getting full games at their their clubs. You know they may see Jake Shorrocks come in at Salford, you know set the world on fire, and then they go oh, I might go and, I might go and play for Salford, and then we'll get a conveyor belt of you know talented kids coming in. Yeah, well that's what it's all about. I mean we have got a, a youth system to a certain extent. We've got the um, the college team, haven't they? And, um, this the 16s team as well. So it's not completely dead at Salford, but I think. What hopefully we can do over the next few years is get the, the under-19s back, get yourselves an academy back, because that's where those players are the next ones that are going to be stepping up into to your first team. If you look at Wigan at the moment, St. Helens at the moment, they've got guys who are coming through all the time. Like I think they call... I watched a bit of the game on um, on Friday between Wigan and, and St. Helens, and there's players like that, Danny Richardson, who's come through their system now. He's only a young kid, but he looks like he's played in their side for years, and they're like the next generation now that are coming through and if you've not got that under 19s and that, that pathway you're never going to get those players either you're forever going to be be a signing club aren't you signing players and, and cast off some other time. no disrespect to them but players that those sides don't want you know cast off to a certain extent well really the model is you want to produce your own youth players I mean look at Nia Levels he's the prime example he's not a Salford lad but he's been at Salford since he was a, a real young kid come through the system at, at all levels and now he's Salford really means something to him if you ask him he's been there a long time now, and, and that's what you want if you can start producing players like that that that's the model and that, that to me would be the future yeah it's going to be hopefully exciting times in the future if obviously can get the academy back and the under 19s back and you know both putting all these, you know, little building blocks in place, ready for that to, to come in later on. It obviously turns the conveyor belt then from, you know, the kids in the schools to, you know, the professionals in the, in the club. 
Yeah, certainly. It's a long-term project, really, Robert. It's not something that you can do overnight. And I think with us jettisoning the academy a few years ago, which was a big mistake in my eyes, it's not going to be something that we can do overnight. It's going to be a slow, slow building progress. And, you know, it could take another, you know, 10 years until we're back up to that, that standard. But we've got to start somewhere. And we've got, you know, a good a lot of good things being done at the club at the moment under Neil Blackburn, Danny Barton, all the work they're doing with the, the kids that are there, some smashing lads there in that side. And they've had some great results over the last couple of years and that's good to see. What we want to do now is just keep doing what we're doing at that level and, and just keep building. We know the money's an issue and you know there's not loads of it floating about the club at the moment. But, uh, you know, it, it takes time, doesn't it, these things and the, there's some good people there doing good jobs at the moment. Yeah, it's all about getting back in the community and obviously talking about getting back in the community, Paul. Uh, gets over the Devils of Lawrence there. Groundbreaking scheme where if you're part of a kind of a, a, a charity organisation or a community, you know, club, uh, you get to, to if you want, you can sell tickets to the people in your in your uh, in your club, and then you keep 50% uh, of of the ticket uh, price, which is really good. And um, it's obviously you, you want to be getting involved. That simply drop an email to community tickets at solverdevils.net uh, with the details of your organisation and number of tickets you'd like. Um, and uh, they will do the rest. I think it's important, obviously, you know, the club are trying to engage in the community, in these clubs, um, you know, all around the city, so we can engage with potentially new fans and make our Sofa Devils bubble even bigger. Certainly, certainly. And, and going back to the community clubs, there's some fantastic community clubs in the, in the area. Not only the Salford area, but the Rochdale area, the Oldham area, Berry, Bolton. There's some great stuff that goes on. You know, I, I tell you about this every week with the Amateur Report. I love. I love doing that and I love reading about the local sides and, it, and especially this week it's been really good to see the progress that's going on at Caddy's Ed Reynolds. They've had their, their new clubhouse has, has been, been open now. I think it was open today actually. I noticed Paul Schoolfort was there cutting the red ribbon today and there was some lads from Solver Junior, Sauerbend, Nakabuai and uh, Lamatazi I think were there today as guests. So that was good to see and you no, know, they're doing some great work in the community. They're a, good, a really good setup. Folly Lane as well now playing in the uh, Northwest Men's League Premier Division. So they're making a lot of progress and uh, it's good to see it. and it's important that we have, have the best the best links possible with those clubs make those players welcome when they come let's get people going to their training sessions and really build bridges so those people associated with those clubs want to work and help Salford Red Devils yeah, I suppose it's a five sort of five three five ten year plan down the line because obviously they're putting the building blocks in place at the moment and you know five years down the line you know the things they're doing now you know, will hopefully produce, you know, really good things in the future. And, you know, we're super excited about it. You know, you do your amateur report every week, don't you, about, you know, the, the clubs. And I think it's a buzz about it, you know, certainly in the, in the community uh, where this club's going. Yeah, certainly there's a lot of good players out there, Rob, at amateur level. Um, I don't think some of our sides, no disrespect to them, they're not at the level of of like the National Conference Premier League where there's some, there's some big sides in there isn't there not quite at that level yet Salford City Roosters are probably our Premier side who, who are struggling at the moment in the Division uh, 3 now that they're in but like you say it's a long long term building process these sides are you know they're doing the best the people who are coaching there are, are doing well and the, the volunteers people don't get paid at these sides and they do a lot of unseen work that you know that we, we read about and it's, it's brilliant the heroes these these guys are heroes and that are these clubs and you know, I, I love doing doing the amateur report and reading about them, and and us as a club now being this community club going forward, it's vitally important that we we help those clubs out as much as we can. We help the foundation out as much as we can, and we all work together because at the end of the day, you need that that pyramid, don't you, Rob? Of 
those those young kids at seven, six, seven, eight, nine at those community clubs, then moving on to teenage years, then moving on to your sixteens, and then hopefully progressing to open age and you know getting into the under nineteens at Salford. All the building blocks are there, but it's not something that can be done overnight. It's something that's going to take take time. But as long as you've got that pathway there, and we're all pulling in the same direction, that's all that matters. And even if they don't make it, Paul, they are the, the, the sort of the fans of tomorrow, aren't they? Of course they are. Yeah, even if they, it's not, not everybody's going to make it, Robert. A select few people are going to make it. But to me, now if I was the chairman of Salford, I'd be bending over backwards to make sure that those. Those those kids that are playing at the community clubs are all season ticket holders. Say say you're an under seven and you're playing for Caddies, you should have a season ticket for Salford. You shouldn't be paying for it. I mean, you don't think you pay anyway, do you now? But even if you're 12 or whatever, you're playing for a community club. You're under 16. You should be getting into Salford for free, and um, and whatever, mate. Get them in that East stand. Make make them members of the club, and because they play for our feeder clubs, don't they? And that's what you want. You, you want those those kids growing up as Salford supporters. You see, I mean, I used to live in Rochdale, and you go like down to Rochdale, Mayfield, or whatever. The kids there will be like Leeds supporters, Saint Helens supporters, Wigan supporters. We want the kids in Salford playing at those clubs to grow up loving and supporting Salford, and that's what it's all about. But you've got to make them feel welcome first, and, and get them involved. Yeah, I suppose it's very good. You know, things happening, Paul, and I'm, I'm positive that you know only good things are going to come. Uh, from all this. Um, next bit of news, Salford Red Devil supporters uh, are offering a bus service again uh, to the Warrington game on Saturday. Um, very successful the first time, Paul. Yeah, it's been doing really well. I think they've had, uh, if I'm wrong, it's been two now. It was the Hull game and the Catalan game. I think it's my memory. I, I forget things, Rob. I'm getting to that age now where I forget <laughs> things. I'm not that old, that old, but I do forget things. I'm sure it was the Catalan whole game. I have a lot of things to remember. But yeah, they've been doing great. I mean, a lot of people have been using that and it's a, it's a great initiative. It, like I said to you last week, it takes a lot to organise things like that. You've got to take your hat off to the supporters trusted. You know, the, the guys on there are working overtime you know, doing doing these things in their own time as well. They're volunteers as well, like like we said before, the amateur clubs are all volunteers. These people who do do great work, and I think the people at the top of the club will be really grateful that the work they're doing. But that supporters trust bus is running this uh, this Saturday. Have you got the times there, Rob? I have got the times. Uh, Gala Bingo, uh, one thirty. Region Carpet Warehouse on CD Road in Salford, uh, one thirty-eight. Uh, Wagon and Arthur's on the eight, one forty-five. Langley the Red Swinton Park Road in Salford at one fifty-five. Hope, Library, Eccles, Old Road, Salford at 2 o'clock. Eccles Cross, J.D. Weatherspoons, Regency, Eccles at 5 past 2. And then the number one supporters uh, pub in the City Dog and Partridge Church, reading Eccles at quarter past 2. Uh, and then gets to the AJ Bell Stadium after that. So, you know, it's, it's good that they've got so many pickups, Paul, as well, scattered all the way around the, around the city. Certainly does. What time do you get to the AJ Bell Stadium, Rob? Well, it doesn't say, but... If you want what to time's the last pick-up at the Dog and Partridge? Is it about 15 for the Dog and Partridge, so you're probably going to take maybe 20 minutes from there, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, there's going to be some really good entertainment in the uh, the marquee on Saturday. Local singer, guitar player, Booker's. Have you heard of Booker's? He, he does some, some great work. He's a big friend of Ryan Wilde from Cinnamon Dinner. Mm-hmm. I've listened to quite a few of his, his solo stuff, and he's... Uh, fantastic singer songwriter and I'm looking forward to listening to him I hope they're going to get down there early he's in the marquee I'm sure he starts at 2 o'clock so if you've not heard of Booker's Stephen Buckley I think his name is Booker's he is to me on, on Facebook anyway he's a fantastic singer and you, you'd be, do well to get down there and listen to him you'd be royally entertained 
Yeah, Booker's on the bus, and then get down and listen to Booker's play. That, that, that sounds like the plan. Well said. So any, any inquiries about that, um, contact transport.salfordrlfcst at gmail.com um, and they will they will obviously organise that for you. Uh, next bit of news, Derby Day on Saturday, Man United take on uh, Man City. Uh, they're going to show the game after the after that, after the Salford game um, in the fans bar. Paul, it's going to be good that I think. Yeah, don't bother me, Rob. I don't no. follow either of them, but <laughs> but a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of Salford supporters follow follow the football. So yeah, if you you've watched the match, you can uh, you can go and watch that afterwards. I believe Liverpool are playing Everton as well. Is that on Saturday as well? So yeah. there's quite a lot of football happening. Um, yeah, what time's the United game kickoff? Is it past five? Is it something like? Yeah, so after the match, you better bob down there and and see it. So uh, don't be skiving the Salford game for City United. Yeah, I think it's great. Like you say, other. You know, thought about it and thought, well, we'll try and keep you know everyone happy and try and get you know the game on and, and everyone will hopefully watch the game and it'll be a you know a great game to watch and we'll all be celebrating a Salford win after anyway. So everyone will be happy, whatever the score yeah, ends up. Well, it, well, it makes it makes to the occasion, Rob, as well, doesn't it? it makes to the day, as I said before. You've got bookers in the uh, the marquee before the game. That's really good entertainment. That's gonna be cracking. Uh, a cracking atmosphere there. Then you've got the match as well against Warrington. It's a mouth-watering game, really, well against Warrington, isn't it? The, you know, big side there. Some some good players. Josh Chandler's just signed for him as well, so it's going to be a really entertaining game. And then you've got that afterwards. So it all adds to a day. It's a Saturday as well, so you're not going to be up for work on on Sunday unless you're unlucky and you work on Sunday. But most people aren't. So uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be going to be an event. Yeah, and also if you if you if you're a bit flush. Um, you can do the hospitality as well for the Warrington game for as little as £25 uh, to obviously upgrade your season ticket. You get access to pre-game interviews with non-playing squads, uh, a match, um, man of the match speaking after the game, uh, a bit of entertainment. You know, it sounds pretty good. It sounds like you have a good afternoon up there. Yeah, certainly. Well, if you get one of your predictions right, I'll take you for a meal up there. Yeah, that, that could, rather than a McDonald's or a Burger King, we'll do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? You, what was your prediction for Leeds away? Uh, said, I said, is it 10 8 or something, was it? Don't you got me thinking now, I can't think. It, it just comes to me, Paul. I mean, I've just channeled the, the, the gods of like Salford Red Devils, and I think we're going to win by this much. Just, I don't, it just comes into my mind. I don't even think about it. It's just about correct, but Salford winning scores. What score did you say? 10 8 to Salford? Well, I, I, can't, I, I, I haven't thought about the, uh, the, the, the Warrington game yet. Uh, but yeah, you've not got much chance of getting this meal then, have you? <laughs> it's gonna come. It's gonna come, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah. If, if you like me and you, and you know you're hoping that the boys come in so we can get a, a, a you know a hospitality evening on pod, then uh, speak. Uh, you can ring the Platinum Club on 01617861590 or email hospitality at salfordevils.net and you know it's good. I think it sounds like a really good uh, you know afternoon watching Salford Devils in there with lots going on. Is it like a set menu in there, Rob? Is it a set menu? Is it a set menu or does it like tell you what the food is? Ooh, yeah, there is a menu actually. Uh, It is a meal pot. Oh, this meal, it looks lovely, Rob. It is a fillet of Scottish salmon with a parmesan herb crust. Served with wild garlic and seafood chowder and a creamed mashed potato. The three-course option will also include a dessert of white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake. 
with an English cheese board served with grapes, pear and relish with artisan breads and assorted savoury biscuits for as little as £25 you can upgrade to the Platinum Club I'm salivating here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat the table here. It's that, I'm that hungry now. <laughs> it's all right, though. <laughs> I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, it was good, that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting up for it now. I'm <laughs> going for it now. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it, to be honest, it does really sound really nice. And you know, hopefully a lot of people will uh, it'll go up and uh, sort it. If obviously you're not a season ticket holder, um, you can book your place in the Platinum Club for just 40 quid. Um, but they'll also show the derby, the, the derby up there as well, which is, which is good news. And you have the Man of the Match award up there as well, don't you? After the game, that's lots. all up there as well. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a good day, Rob. It's going to be an exciting day. It is indeed. It is indeed. So that's all the news coming out of Soul for the Devils this week. And now what we'll do, uh, we'll have a look what our amateur sides did with Paul. This week. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start with the Good Friday action. It was the Oldham ARL Napier Windows Standard Cup Final on Friday morning. Rochdale Mayfield beat Oldham St Anne's by 28 points to 12 at Manor Park in Oldham. There was over 1,200 people there at that game. Fantastic atmosphere. Wayne English, former star of Swinton Lions and Rochdale Hornets, was the full-back for Mayfield. Callum Marriott was also in their side, ex-Solford player. So a big win there for Rochdale Mayfield, and congratulations to everybody involved. Well, moving on to the National Conference Leagues, there was no games involving our local sides over the Easter weekend, but these are the fixtures for this weekend coming up. Saturday the 7th of April, Rochdale Mayfield play Wathbrow Hornets in the Premier Division. In Division 2, it's Hunslet Warriors against Saddleworth Rangers. Division 3, Beverley against the Salford City Roosters. Clockface Miners against Oldham St Anne's and Dewsbury Celtic versus Waterhead Warriors. In Student Rugby League, there was one game played last Wednesday, the 28th of March, in the Knockout Cup semi-finals. Hopwood Hall went down by 48 points to 6 against Wakefield College. In the North West Youth Leagues, this week the fixtures are on Sunday, the 8th of April, and it's the Under-18s North West Youth Cup and Plate, and the fixtures for that are Crossfields against South Trafford, Wigan St Jude's against Oldham St Anne's, and Saddleworth versus Rochdale. In the Under-16s, Lancashire and North West Cup is Lee Miners vs Oldham, Shevington v Folly Lane and in the North West Youth Shield and Plate under 16s is Wigan St Cuthbert's against West Horton and Thato Heath against Langwether. In the North West Men's League that gets back underway this Saturday after the Easter break. In the Premier Division it's Ashton Bears against Folly Lane. Division 1 it's Rochdale Mayfield against Pilkington Rex. Division 2 Leyland Warriors versus Berry Broncos. North Wales Crusaders versus Manchester Rangers and Oldham St Anne's A against Ulverston. In Division 3 Langworthy Reds are at home to Wigan Bulldogs. Rochdale Cobras play Wollstone Rovers A and West Horton Lions play the Eccleston Lions in a battle of the Lions. In Division 4 it's Caddy's Head Rhinos against Clockface Miners A. Little Hull and Reds against Cool Chef Eagles, Saddleworth Rangers A against Oral St James A and in Division 5 finally it's Thato Heath Crusaders B against Higginshaw, Latchford Albion A against Littleborough, Berry Broncos A versus Bolton Mets. And finally this week, a bit of news from Caddies and Rhinos. Ethan Curran has been named as the Player of the Month for March. He's slotted in perfectly into his uh, under-9s team. Had a fantastic month in March. Everybody at the podcast would like to wish you all the best for the month of April and congratulations on your great work this season, Ethan. To all our local sides coming up this weekend, I shall see you at Salford against Warrington on Saturday.
Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. It's time for the Devil of the Deep Sound. Three Devils take on one and two Wolves at the AJ Bell Stadium on Saturday, Paul. Third game over the Easter period. Going to be a tough battle. Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly is. I said before, there'll be no Ben Moon at Masala. Masala. Masilla. <laughs> Can we cut that? bloody name wrong. Yeah. It'll be no Ben Murdoch Masilla for, for Warrington, but they've still got some big players in there. Some danger players as well in all over the pitch, really. All strike players all over the pitch. You've got Stefan Matchford in there, you know, ex Alford player. They're good in the backs as well. Good half back, Tyron Robertson, Kevin Brown, Daryl Clark at Hooker's always a handful as well. So it's not going to be an easy afternoon, Rob, by, uh, by any chalk. Yeah, obviously Warrington started the season, you know, badly, but, you know, they found a bit of farm won the last four, uh, beating Castleford away in the last game. Um, you know, it could be a, you know, a difficult game for Salford with them being a team in farm. Certainly, they've had, they've had two good wins over over East. An excellent victory over Witness on on Good Friday, thirty-two points to eighteen, and then that game in the uh, in that awful pitch against against Castleford. But they played the conditions really well, and to go and beat Castleford up there is you know is a really good result. Josh Charlie's come in now, and he's uh, he scored he scored two tries against Witness, and he got a try. I'm sure he got a try against Castleford on Monday as well. So he started really well for them, and we know what he can bring to the table. Got some decent forwards as well. Jack Hughes, I like him. He's a, he's a good forward, and they've got some young players as well. Some good youngsters, Toby King, Joe Philbin, have come in and done a good job this season. So we're going to have to watch out for Warrington. They've got pace, and um, they're going to come and attack us, aren't they? And they're going to throw the ball around as well. So it promises to be a good game. You know, we played well at home last last uh, few home games, especially against Hull and Hull KR. And the Catalan game, good, all good wins. We scored plenty of points in those games as well. So all bulls well for a. I'd like to say it would be a high scoring, high scoring Salford win on Saturday. Yeah, a few danger men for me: Kevin Brown, uh, Daryl Clark. You know, both very, very creative for Warrington. They have got the big forwards: Ben Westwood, Chris Hill, Mike Cooper. There, you know, going to put a big fight up for our forwards. I know we've got big forwards as well, um, but they're going to have to be top of the game to, to see off Warrington. I think. Yeah, in the centre as well that they signed from Lee, that Bryson Goodwin, the goal kicker, he's a, he's a good player as well. And yeah, as you mentioned, Kevin Brown's an organiser. I know he gets a bit of stick sometimes for his performances, but when he's a player, he's got a good kicking game and he's got a good rugby league brain as well. Tyron Roberts, the guy who's coming from Australia, come over with a big reputation. I don't think he's really. Well, I think he's just sort of starting to find his, his form now, and you know we've got to be switched on for him as well. But Tom Liner on the wings. He seems to score plenty of tries, as I mentioned before, Josh Chandler. So they've got some good players, Rob, some good backs and some good forwards. Daryl Clark, like you said there, you've got to watch him. He's very nippy from hookery. He can do a lot of damage. I was watching, as I said before, I was watching the um, the Saints-Wigan game on Good Friday. And, you know, for the age of James Roby, I don't know what he is now, 31, 32, but he's that sort of hooker that Daryl Clark is. He goes like a, he's a bullet for him from that dummy half roll and the amount of yards he can make there. Daryl Clark did that against us in that pre-season friendly game didn't he, at the start of this season and caused us a lot of damage from, from dummy half. So we've got to be on our game there, Mark, because we've got to work really hard and put a stop to him. Yeah, I think obviously new coaching, Steve Price, relatively kind of unknown, you know, scored at the beginning, but it seems to have found a bit of a bit of rhythm at the moment. Will be a big test for Ian Watson. Yeah, it will be, yeah. It will be a test for Ian Watson. It's how Ian uh, manages his side this week. Now, 
as we were saying, you know, with the, the two Easter games, it's how he rotates his squad and I presume he's going to bring the guys back that were rested against Leeds on, on um, Easter Monday. I would have thought we'd see those guys back in. Um, yeah, it's it's a hard game against Warrington. But, you know, Ian, I thought he did a good job against Cattle and he showed in that second half and he showed it before he, he knows what he's doing tactical-wise I thought with the Catalan game we could have quite easily got sucked into an arm wrestle there and a bit of a slugfest with him but in that second half we didn't he changed things round he told the players what he wanted him to do and he expanded the game and, and, and played the more expansive game um, and looking at the Leeds game I don't think you can read a lot into that because we made a lot of changes so this, this Warrington game now is it's pivotal, I think, to to our season. We're on six points at the moment, and if we played now ten games, it'll be after we've played Warrington and Huddersfield, we'll have played everybody once, then, won't we? So we'll we'll know roughly whereabouts we are in the league. But we need to start taking some points if we're going to get in this top eight. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game against Warrington. I'm going to go bold again. I'm going to go Salford twenty-four, Warrington twenty. I'm going to go Salford fourteen, Warrington. Eight. Mm-hmm. Defensive will be on top. Um but we'll we'll get a try in the second half and tell the game. Mm. You're on for this uh, on for this meal now, aren't you? For the meal. Just let me make listen as you're listening boys, make the magic happen. Let's all feed Bobby. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's the end of this week's Devon The Detail Podcast. Been another good show, pal. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to uh, to getting down there early on Saturday and uh, can't wait for the game. Yeah. So, big thanks for tuning this week's Devon The Detail Podcast. I've been Rob Parks and you find us on Facebook, Devon The Detail SRD. You find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Seven days a week. 24 hours a day. Live. Radio Contact.